Can I ask you a question? He only got into the news. He didn't get points. Uh, <laughs> 140. The arse. No way you're 140 IQ. Off the ball. Weekdays from 7pm on OTB Sports Radio. Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, Scottish Premiership and much more live on Sky Sports. You are very welcome back to Off the Ball here on News Talk. It's Stephen Doyle alongside Brian Kerr for this afternoon's first game between Tottenham Hotspur and Aston Villa at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We will, of course, have live exclusive commentary as well of Chelsea versus Nottingham Forest later on this afternoon with Nathan Murphy and Keith Tracy, the former Republic of Ireland international. But joining me for now is the former Republic of Ireland manager, Brian Kerr. And uh, Brian, before we get into the Premier League preview stuff, um, I suppose the week the week really has been dominated, the headlines anyway, by the sad passing of the greatest footballer of all time in most people's books, Pele, of course, who uh, sadly lost his battle with cancer during the week at the age of 82. Um, I was chatting to my dad during the week, actually. he was uh, My dad lived up in um, Ballygold Prey there up in Finglas and uh, played in the street leagues alongside a man by the name of John Doran, who uh, played as a fullback for Bohemians and uh, played in that match for the Bohemians drunk Condra team. It was interesting hearing him talking during the week about his experience playing against Pele. I know he marked him for some of that match as well, but uh, it it is it's funny when you talk to men of a, a certain vintage. Uh, they all have great memories of that game at Daily Mount. Uh, not many people really who uh, I think it was around thirty thousand maybe were at the match. Um, I know my dad was there with his uh, with his dad as well for that game, and uh, I think you were there yourself. I was indeed, um, Stephen. It was <laughs> it was too much of an attraction to miss. Uh, the opportunity to see Pele live. I missed out on seeing him in 66 in England. Um, I went straight to London. My brother was walking there and he managed to um, walk around my parents and allow them to send his younger brother over to London to see the, 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 the group England were involved in, which I, I saw all the matches except the first one. And I was there till the final and I managed to see the great Eusebio uh, for Portugal, one of the other um, brilliant players of that era, you know, who rivaled Pele to some degree. We saw a lot more of him, uh, Eusebio, because he was playing at Benfica and who were regulars in the Champions League, in the Euro- European Cup, as was called at that time. We saw a lot more of him than we did a, a, a Pele, who we generally only saw when they came to the World Cups themselves. But unfortunately, Pele didn't get down to London because he got kicked out of it by um, by the Portuguese, actually, in the, the Portugal match. He also got heavy, heavy, heavy beaten around in the... Bulgaria match and they went out of the group and you know one of those iconic pictures of him limping off the pitch with both his legs bandaged high up and a towel around his shoulders um, after the Portuguese game so uh, even as a kid Pele was such a famous player we all wanted to be Pele in the streets around where I lived anyway we, we were able to say his name very easy because we were used to saying um Pell from the from the the Irish word for 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 the football, and um, Pele was it seemed to be just an extension of that, but um, 
you know, we'd seen the Pat and newest pitchers of the 58 World Cup and the 17-year-old, he was magnificent at that tournament, two goals to three, hatching the semi-final against France and two in the final against Sweden, that, that um, again, very memorable goal and he took the ball in his chest and flicked it over the defender's head and lashed it into the net and the volley he was left for. That goal, that iconic goal as a 17-year-old, so, you know, then you're hoping he, that you'll see him didn't see him at 62. We didn't see too much of that. Again, Pat the new bits of pitchers. He was injured for most of He played the first game. But, so 66, he was hoping. I was hoping I'd get to see him. But he never, he didn't get, unfortunately, to London. Um, and then he came back. Yeah, having retired from international football, he came back in 70. And for that magnificent tournament in which he starred in that brilliant team with... Um, Testau uh, and Revelino and Gerzino and uh, Calderaldo and all those brilliant players of that, that team. Probably one of the best football teams of all time. And his performance in the final grey-headed goal, the fourth goal against Italy, uh, showing his magnificent skills. Um, uh, the range of his skills, his brilliant heading ability. To, to, I think he got 300, over 300 headed goals from fellow that was 5 for 8 in an era where the centre-backs would have been massive and strong and ruthless and vicious probably in the way they defended and uh, at that time and got away with a lot with the referee. And, but anyway... That great goal, and then his part in, in two other goals, particularly in the, the most memorable of all, the fourth goal, um, to, to wrap up the match, the 4 1 win. So we didn't, didn't we had to wait in 1972 when Daily Mount Park, but February's cold day, pitch not great, Nick. Daily Mount wouldn't have been a great, Nick, in February. Um, at that, and, and Santos were a tired team, they went around. I think Pele played 77 matches one year. For uh, between Santos and and Brazil, because Santos, in order to keep him in Brazil, they used to play an awful lot of games to pay his wages, to keep his wages as high as they possibly could. And when he played those those games uh, around Europe, I think his match fee was over a thousand pound just for Pele, which was a hefty lot of money at that time. But there was plenty of people willing to pay it to see the the best player in the world, the outstanding player in the world. So we were. Oh, it was, it was it was brilliant. I mean, why there was only I think it was less than thirty thousand. Why there was only twenty seven thousand there? It might have been the fact that it was a Bowers drum selection that uh, there wasn't more people even went to see the game. The Santos team, where they were a famous team, but the individual players weren't particularly famous. I think uh, Carlos Alberto missed the match. He was the other famous player. He scored that magnificent goal in the World Cup final, the fourth goal. But. Um, you know, the game itself was an interesting game. Uh, the Bowes drum selection went 2-1 up. I think Johnny Fulham scored. Tommy Tommy Hamill, little Tommy Hamill, Blondie centre forward, very good player. Um, scored a first goal, a header um, to equalise Edu's goal. Then it was 2-1, Johnny Fulham scored a penalty. And then they, they come back and got two goals. Pele's part in the game wasn't brilliant. He just did a few bits and pieces. Hanging around the middle. Johnny Fulham would have done a great job of marking him. Johnny Fulham was a magnificent player. But you mentioned John Dorden. He was a great full-back. And there was a lot of good players on the pitch that day. David Parks was another very good player. I got to know David. He was at Shamrock Rovers a couple of years later. I was managing the youth teams there. I actually had a bit of time at Drums, who went out of football shortly after that. But they had a good few players on the pitch. Tommy Kelly was another Bowes player. He was a friend of mine. Very good players. But unfortunately, a great friend of mine, Peter Mann, 
<coughs> didn't play in the game. I think he, I think he was, he, he was carrying an injury. For some reason, he didn't start the match. And I know it's one of the greatest regrets of his life that he didn't get on the pitch that day. He was one of the subs, an unused sub, and he. I don't think he ever forget forgave the manager Sean Thomas for that. But there were some really top League of Ireland players um, and legends of League of Ireland played played in the match. Some of whom I, I mentioned, but there was others like Ben O'Sullivan, uh, Brendan Brendan Place actually come on the match for the last few minutes. But um, so day one, three, two, we didn't see. Pele at his best. He was probably worn out at that stage. I think they played a couple of matches in England. They played Aston Villa. They played at Aston Villa and I think they played at Sheffield Wednesday earlier in the week. And that was how they ended up here. The Liam Rappel of Bowes and Sam Prowl of Drumcondra, the owner of Drums. They went over to the Villa match and persuaded them to come over to Dublin. At short notice, the FEI had an opportunity to be involved. But they didn't. I think, I think they were afraid of what the match fee was and would they get the crowd and it ended up as a suppose drum selection but uh unfortunately it was the only time i ever saw him live but you know i and i and i and, and i have to say Stephen, it's been a bit frustrating that we haven't seen enough of him mm. we didn't see enough of of those 12 over 1200 goals 1283 goals i think it was we didn't see enough of them um, because there wasn't enough good pitchers at that time. Obviously, we'd we'd black and white up until the nineteen seventy World Cup, sixty six World Cup was 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 black and white. But the nineteen seventy World Cup was in full colour and the beautiful, 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 vibrant yellow of that team and the blue, blue, blue shorts that became the Brazil, the the kind of emblem of Brazil, our image of Brazil. That lingers and 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 has gone on to this day. The excitement about Brazil. Brazilian players, the export export of Brazilian players. I think they have the most players playing in the world in professional football are Brazilians. Although even when it was in the Faroe Islands, there was Brazilians play, playing Faroe Islands. We haven't had many of them in Irish football. We've had a couple over the years, but you know, Pele was the one. Uh, and my regret, one of my regrets of football is that apart from that day, I did never see him live. But some of the footage that was around during the week was fantastic. That particular piece where um, there were so many skills of the game that were performed by the greats, oh, yeah. by Cruyff, Platini, George Best, Maradona, Zidane was Z- there, Z- Zidane yeah. was there, Ronaldo, Messi, and the, the, the voiceover saying, but Pele did it first, and showing him doing the, all that stuff first, long range shots, free kicks over the wall, top corner, left foot, right foot, dribbles, tight control, skill, pace running away from fellas, and the pitchers were much worse mm. than what we see nowadays, the tackling was... Much heavier, and yet, like he had peers out injury, but not, but not, not that many. And then he went off to America and did his, did this bit there. And, you know, it, it, it again, it's a bit of regret for me that he didn't play in Europe because of, of an era that I managed to see a lot of them when they did come there. I didn't see Maradona only in international football. Uh, when he played here but you know a lot of the others again you saw them in international football you were seeing them regular in the European Cup or televised matches now we, we I mean we didn't see as much of Maradona as we probably should given he was playing in Italy was, Italian football wasn't televised so much at that time even like Liam Brady's brilliance at Juventus we didn't mm. see enough of that now we can see every match in Italy if we want it and we've seen the brilliance of the more recent greatest players of all time I'd say the greatest players of all time not the greatest there wasn't just the greatest player but Pele 
But it's interesting, Brian, because before just before we move on to the Premier League stuff, because I think there's been a a, reassess, a nice reassessment of Pele's career over the last week because, you know, I suppose it's always to, um, you know, recentism where you've got like the likes of Messi and Ronaldo dominating the conversation. I think Messi's put himself on that platform now after winning the World Cup. We know Maradona's up there already. But when you think about it, Pele won three World Cups, three World Cups. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. There's a great article by a, a journalist called Adam Bate on Sky Sports, and it's basically busting the myths of Pele. And he's really um, kind of praising Pele for what he's done. Um, the fact that people maybe sort of suggest that his famous Talia goals um, weren't weren't exactly officially recognised. He kind of busts that myth and um, goes through all the goals that he scored. Talked about scoring his goals in Brazil. Some people demean his his uh, record because of that, but he then goes to explain why the the goals in Brazil were very much meaningful and as much as they would have been in 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 Europe. He then discussed the fact that some people say was it easier to score back then. You've already alluded to that that it wasn't. That it was actually probably yeah. Well, I mean, the, the pitches, you know, the pitches and the tackling and the and the refereeing and what defenders were allowed to get away. I know teams are much more organised now and fitter and systems and structures and so on but you can only measure players and look back at players in what the environment was of the time and he was incredible and you know any doubts about would he have done it in this era of course he would have done mm. it in this era because he would have been at a, a different level of fitness his preparation for matches would have been you know um, better than probably what it was at that time he wouldn't have been playing as many games and he would have had the support of great players as well and all the backup that goes with modern modern teams there isn't any doubt about that and I'm glad that you pointed out you know that any of those uh, any dispute on his records uh, or any anyone kind of trying to dilute the yeah. brilliance and the numbers I mean when when was Brazilian football not brilliant so what I'd say how hard was what was it was it how easy was it ever to score goals in the Brazilian league? I mean, the Brazilian league now, pe- people all over the world are trying to pinch players from Brazilian football. And when we see some Brazilian South American football, we say, Chips, that the standard is great. Defending is, is great. The goalkeeping has even improved dramatically. The two best goalkeepers in the Premier League are Brazilian goalkeepers. I mean, so even going back, what he did in any terms is just extraordinary. The longevity of it, to play to over 1,300 games. I mean, if you play... 50 games a season for 20 years you're still only at a thousand games he played <laughs> over 1300 games so that's over 20 years playing every week maybe twice a week every week and international football and going to World Cups and you know it's just an extraordinary career oh. go to America and do it then at the end I know it might have been a bit of an old boys club but he continued to do it and you know, he was a sensational person as well off the pitch as, as much as he was on the pitch and Oh, the, look, I, I say my regrets are that I didn't see enough of him live because I've seen plenty of Messi live and plenty of Ronaldo live and bits of Cruyff and bits of Platini and Eusebio and all the rest. But I didn't see enough of Pele, but I, I still put him up there as as probably the greatest player ever above anyone. But I didn't see Stefano. Maybe Stefano was better. <laughs> what about Corinthians? No, let's not go and, there. Bro. Where not did go we go? There. Go back, to him, go back. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? He only got into minutes. He didn't get points for <laughs> one forty. The arse. No way you're one forty IQ. Off the ball. Weekdays from seven PM on OTB Sports Radio.